Oh, hi. Welcome back. Thought I'd start this episode off on a little bit of a personal note, something that happened in my life, and if I can offer some advice or a helpful hint friend to friend, then I'm going to do it. So do what you want. Do what makes you happy. Don't worry about what others say. I mean, be kind, be thoughtful, be caring, be all that. But do what you want and do what makes you happy. I, the other day, was minding my business. I was out with some friends and, you know, I keep my side of the street clean and I mind my business and someone I was with, a friend, thought it was funny to make a joke that something I had done that she noticed, she thought I had done for attention. And that's not funny and just wait till she finds out about this podcast but with that just do what you want and if I can offer some of this little little bit of information then I'm happy to do so but let's get into this episode today we're going to talk about something I only recently learned about and I thought it was something more people should know about it's a little light history but I promise it's super light and it sets some things up maybe going forward this episode I thought was fitting for this being this early in the podcast and we're still learning, we're still figuring things out as we go, but I thought this topic fit well within just what we're doing here and let's get into it. So, Title IX. Title IX was something that we're going to bring it back to 1972. This title was just something that was tucked into something called an education-based legislation which, if you're like me, and you're wondering why there's even legislation determining women in sports, we'll get there, <laughs> thinking about where we are present day, and there are still plenty of issues with women in sports. We're just going over the general idea today. Reading up on this title, I thought, well, you just start thinking about all the little girls playing sports and chasing their goals, and so this was created to change a lot of that in the world of sports when it came to women and give them the opportunities. But it really all started as an accident. It's a law that President Nixon signed in 1972, and it didn't even have any words regarding sports, athletics, physical education. So, how did all this happen? Title IX was held within the Education Amendments Act. That ties into what I mentioned earlier about being an education-based legislation. Are you still with me? I know. Why are we throwing acts and laws and precedents into this? Just bear with me, we'll, we'll get there. This became a way women's sports had been changed. The law started about just gender equity and the education system, and it was named a civil right, not to get too legal or history-oriented. We're going to just skirt around it a little bit. To sum this title up, it, helps up, it helped in opening doors that may have not been otherwise opened for women at the time. There'd be more teaching positions, admission opportunities, things would look different for women. Basically, they'd get the fair treatment when it came to academics and all that surrounds it. It would determine and help women getting in and then getting the opportunities or treatment once they got in. Think about how you wouldn't think twice about applying for college or a certain program and the idea of not getting in because you're female. I mean, there are situations that do still happen, but for the most part, we're not faced with that as much. And this wasn't even that long ago. 1972 is not light years away. 
basically it just made it super difficult for women to even try and move forward in society when it came to their education which is silly and i could think of a bunch of other words <laughs> we're not gonna go there i think we're still getting to know each other here but i'm sure you can come up with plenty of words on your own to describe this issue no one expected this law would be applied to women in sports programs specifically college sports at the time if women were in any way allowed to participate in sports their sports got a limited budget, to put it lightly, in comparison to the men's budget. Within the year 1972, there were only a few thousand females playing within the high school and college level sports. Budgets were close to nothing. Don't even ask if there were scholarship opportunities, because there weren't. This is where the controversy started, you know, that hadn't already been looming in the background. I don't want to highlight much of this controversy, but just a small piece to set the stage men's coaches and their athletic directors had been arguing that having an equal budget for women in men's sports would put an end to men's athletic programs, which we know wouldn't be the case. Regulations weren't put into effect until the end of the 1980s. Those would never even cover college sports. Now, fast forwarding to where we are present day, we still see instances where athletics are not equal between men and women. So, we're going to jump to 2012. That marks the 40th year of this title being passed. Big anniversary. That even seems like a long time ago. And we're more than halfway, 20, halfway through through 2023. But as of 2012, according to reports, you still have over a few million women engaging in high school sports and about 200,000 at college level athletics. Probably could even break those numbers down even further and, and dive deeper into what that looks like. Another report from a little more recently, still seems like a long time ago, 2016. Take a moment and think where you were in those days. Seems like a long time ago. As of 2016, you have one in five girls participating in the United States. And I feel like we could get crazy here and start looking at some things internationally and what those numbers would be. Maybe that's something we could do as a follow-up, another episode, a little quickie episode. Title IX does its extend into international men's and women's sports. If that's something I should do an episode on, let me know. According to Women's Sports Foundations in the United States, one in five girls play sports. Before this title, I believe it was one in 27, which that just makes me happy how much this has changed. When Title IX was first passed, college sports were far from what they are right now. College sports had much more of a regional popularity. I mean, now looking at the show college sports puts on, the tailgating alone at SEC schools should be a sport, which if anyone wants to invite me to a game, I'm ready. College sports has really grown into something totally different. I mean, now we have networks specifically for the SEC, the ACC, Big Ten divisions. That's just college. It's so much more mainstream sports media now. You have people rooting for a team from all over that may have a fan base, more of a fan base than a professional team. Like I said, and that's just college. That's wild. But with that, college has its own collection of issues. And regardless of that, this became something really big for college sports. And it doesn't really seem like it's slowing down anytime soon. There are less women in athletic director roles. And you can't help but to wonder if things would be different if you had more women in these female, in these leadership roles as a female. 
at the same time, you do have so many more examples now of women showing up in ways never before seen. We're sticking with the glass half full perspective. <laughs> I'm gonna keep it positive. The Olympics have an increased number of women's sports being more prominent than ever before. I'm gonna go back to the year we keep going to, that I keep bringing up, it's important, 1972. In the Olympics, you had 90 women at that time. 90 women were in the Olympics in the United States, in total. That was when there was almost 500 athletes on the United States team. Now we see these record-breaking moments where women are taking some of the top spots away from the men. We still find Title IX within present-day sports. Title IX has some has wiggle room, if you will. It's still finding ways to bring equality within sports. You have women participating in sports more than ever before. And I wonder if women from generations ago would have dreamed it would be at this level, because how cool that they get to look back and realize how, how much has changed. Even in some of the latest news, it's popping back up. You have statistics stating that the athletic budgets don't present themselves as fair to both men and women's sports. And are we surprised? Not really. Now you have more women standing up to achieve the equality they deserve. And what's cooler than that? Visibility. Women in sports have visibility. And it's become so much more common to have women in these massive roles. It's so mainstream now. They hold a level of celebrity. And I think having that fuels a lot of girls wanting to get into the bigger leagues, whether it's the NCAA programs or professional. Not even that. Just to be in the administration roles and on the back end of things, you have so many more women drawn to that now. They have someone visible and obtainable to look at and realize their goals aren't all that unheard of. And if someone has started paving the way, then it's achievable for them too. It's hard to shake the attitudes people have towards women's sports though. That takes a lot longer and even probably even harder work to shake off some of those notions. But jumping over to some more legalities, and you have instances now where the U.S. women's national soccer team achieved a big settlement that has the prize money won by the women's team is equal to the men's, which is a simple concept, right? Let's just make things equal. Instead, it's a lengthy battle to achieve that. There's so many more victories for women in sports now, and it shines somewhat of a new light onto how women show up in sports. Title IX accomplished creating many, many more opportunities for women in sports, regardless of the level. We've covered that. We know that. That's nothing new. That's what we've been talking about. No secret, I enjoy sports and all the elements, which includes the media side of things. And I'm always learning, and that's what this is all about, is continuing to learn about things. Maybe that explains how we got to this point and this podcast. Who knows where it'll take us either? Regardless of that, Media surrounding women's sports is different than the men's. That's one thing I've learned doing research for this episode. So the U.S. men's and women's teams have their own differences. Even you can find the differences in the media that the attention, the media attention women and men's sports get. But just like anything else, and pretty much the common theme in this episode is the growth and the changes surrounding, yes, women in sports. The media women do receive has even come a long way from what it's one, what it once was and probably still has a long way to go. 
that's something you may not notice until someone mentions it and you're like, oh, that makes sense. Next time you watch like a sports center or any kind of sports programming, I don't think you have to be a steady follower or fan of women's sports to notice that because I'm definitely not. I'm guilty of it. I don't pay attention to every game out there, but I try to at least be up on some of the latest. And once you do, you'll see what I'm talking about. This isn't taking away from men's sports at all. We're not hating on them, but it's just something to notice. And what you do with that information is up to you. Besides the media differences, just some quick takeaways. Maybe some of these ideas and maybe take some of these ideas and bring them up with people and get their take on them. The U.S. women's teams, the U.S. women's team plays mostly on turf field. There we go. I've got that out, which I don't know why I never thought about this. Even as a kid, playing on a grass field compared to a turf field felt so different. Even listening to, I'm going to sidetrack here for a second, listening to one of the early episodes of the Kelsey Brothers podcast, New Heights, they touched on how they prefer playing on one over another because turf is just tougher on your body. And they're professional athletes. Also, it's a great podcast. Travis and Jason are great, hilarious, good take to things. I could listen talk about listen to them talk about football and all the other stuff they wrap up uh, for a long time. It makes time on the treadmill go by a lot quicker. But back to what I was saying. The women's team plays mostly on turf fields, which could possibly pose more of a risk for injuries if we're going to go there. Turf is just a rougher surface to play on, and the men's U.S. soccer team doesn't play on turf fields, or it's just not as common from what I've read. Also, another example is travel accommodations are different for the men and women's team. Men fly business class and women fly coach. There's even differences in the hotels they stay in, if you could believe that. To me, that seems petty, and as we touched on earlier, the difference is in pay. That kind of sums that up. The case made pretty big news, and I recommend reading up on it. I feel like the case might have been the beginning for some switches to occur in the sports world. You do have you have the women's USA hockey team as another example. We'll go there. The women's programs had difference in it, differences in it from the men's. Just like the U.S. men's and women's soccer programs, more money was allocated for the men's and boys' teams over the women and girls, which I think we are catching on to the theme here. I'm not presenting anything new or obvious. Another sport, golf. Golf, too. The prize money is less for women than it is for men. And with all that being said, I think we're going to see Title IX as a part of sports for a long time. And maybe grow into areas we've never seen and have changes we never expected. And I feel like there's a lot to learn here and going forward, we'll see what happens. I hope for only the best and whatever that looks like. Obviously, Title IX has presented women and girls with an increased number of opportunities in sports. I'm really curious to see how it's going to continue to expand and how we're going to get some more knowledge on this and where else it's going to go. How else is it going to help? How else is it going to be used in a way to bring on better opportunities? And what's your take on it? I think we've covered it all and probably haven't even scratched the surface all at once. But thank you so, so much for listening. I hope you liked this episode. Hopefully got something out of it. It's a topic that once I heard about piqued my interest. And I love diving deep into topics and learning about them. Any other topics you want to hear about, send them my way. And I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.